that's what winning looks like, guys. We're here. We're here to talk about Creed, the ultimate underdog story in the history of boxing movies. Not really, but it's a great movie, and we had a huge underdog story this week. We're going to talk to you guys about right now. It's Creed on Action Movie Anatomy. See you guys in a second. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Action Movie Anatomy. Boom! Oh, yes! <laughs> I am the king! <laughs> Where's your cane? Why didn't I, you bring I, it oh today? Oh my god, I should have my cane with yeah. me. That is right! That's what you get uh, when you mess with team action. That's what you get when you mess with Adonis Creed. <sighs> yeah, what's up everybody? Adonis Johnson. We're back. It's Action Movie Anatomy. We yeah. are pre-taped right now. Pre-taped. I'm pretty hyped. I'm pretty hyped. I am so hyped yeah. right now. I, I'm like, I'm so sad I can't read all the live comments and stuff. I'm sure I've been drowning it over the last few days. Yes. But, dude. So, here guys, we are. so this right now is Action Movie Anatomy, and uh, I'm, I'm Ben Bateman. That's Andrew Guy. Uh, it's a pre tape. So, what that means is this was taped one week ago. But what's really significant about that is uh, we know that the match, Andrew Guy versus Dan Merle, the greatest of a goat, the goat, will have aired by now. You guys will have seen the greatest upset in the history of the movie Trivia Showdown. It is, it has to be, right? right. There's never been an upset there like that. There is no upset that's even close. We, I mean, we didn't even think I was going to win. I did not think you were going to win. <laughs> I knew I was going to win. In the back of my mind, I was lying to myself all day. I mean, you were focused. You got. I got a text at 7 a.m. Yep. I was in Vegas for a convention, a magic card convention. I got a text from you at 7 a.m. I'm going to win this fight. Laser focused for for weeks, yeah. And then I called you and I said, "Are we gonna win this fight? <laughs> Are we gonna?" Because if we don't win this fight, just kidding. That's not really my speech. Yeah, uh, I wish it was. Yeah. Like, he actually said, uh, I, <laughs> "I said I'm gonna kill the bear." And he said, "What well, one man can do, another man can do." And he's only been he's only been beaten twice, but he's never been knocked out. Yes, never been knocked down. Never been knocked out. And guys, it was a hell of a knockout. What's crazy is I haven't actually gotten to watch it yet. Because it hasn't aired yet. Yeah. I've just heard about it. Yeah, I can't wait to watch so it. So I'm with you guys. Uh, or you're ahead of me on this one. But uh, that was exciting. That was in the Schmodown, the movie trivia Schmodown. Yep. However, today we're here to talk about the movie Creed, directed by Ryan Coogler, released in 2015, the seventh film in the Rocky franchise. Uh, I mean, technically in the Rocky franchise. Technically. And uh, yeah, we're here. We, we decided to do two Rocky films back-to-back on account of the underdog stories. And uh, we did the first Rocky last week. You guys can find that on the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network dedicated to talking movies, all things movie-related and pop culture by the bucketful. And a quick shout-out to uh, Mr. Kevin Undergaro for joining us. He is the owner, founder, creator, CEO of the network, all networks that we work for, AfterBuzz, BHL, and Popcorn Talk alike. And he uh, he was nice enough to join us on that episode. It's his favorite movie of all time, yeah. uh, Gun to His Head, and it was a cool episode. It was a lot of fun to have Kevin yeah. on the show for that. So guys, check that out. But today, we're here to talk about Creed. Uh, a lot of fun things to talk about. So, we talk about action movies on the show. Those movies adhere to four basic rules. Rule number one, the hero always plays by their own rules. Um, this really doesn't feel like he's a play-by-your-own-rules type of hero. Yeah, it's interesting, because a lot of times... In sports movies, it's almost like it makes the hero better to not be playing by his own rules. You know what I mean? He's playing by the rules of everyone else. It's hard to not be an. It's hard to be an underdog if you're playing by your own rules all the time. Right. And right. And it is interesting because, like, you think about Donnie and who he used to be. Right. And he's got a. You got a good education. I could tell. You know why would yeah. you pick a fighter's life? Um, 
I think that he plays by his own rules in that sense, and where he clearly um, he didn't come from much, but he's a smart kid. Yeah. And then now he has everything that he could ever want, essentially. Right. Like, you know, his mom, I'm sure, would hook him up with a good job in life. And he's like, no, nah, I'm going to be a fighter still. Yeah, right. I mean, he has, he has a lot of things going for him. But, you know, he, I guess in the sense that he plays by his own rules, he decided to, like, you know, give up the silver spoon life. And he decided to, you know, give up the job, the, the finance job and all that. All right. I just promoted you. Yeah. yeah. You're going to quit the week. What are you going to do? And doesn't even answer doesn't the question. Doesn't answer. Yeah. Thanks for everything. Um, so that's pretty sweet. But uh, rule number two: the hero and the villain are always the smartest people beings. Things dinosaurs would have you in the room. It's interesting because he is the hero and the villain. He's like really his own villain. Yeah, he is. He's and in his own way. Yeah, yeah. That's actually a really good way to put it. And and um, and Rocky even says it. He says the yeah. biggest guy yeah, is that guy right there. Like throw punches at you know the pretty boy like his actual his actual uh, opponent is really not the villain because even even at the end of the fight when he gives him the respect you're like you realize that his thing's just been a gimmick the whole time anyway yeah he's, he's a just, hothead but like I mean that's yeah he's like he's like us in the showdown yeah he's like that guy pretty Ricky Conlon yeah or I guess you know again but like and you could say Apollo is the villain here because he hates him so much but it's really that's just himself he's just dealing his own demons so yeah really feels like he is the hero and the villain. Rule number three, the movie is driven by a police, military, political, or mercenary figure. Nope, he's a fighter. Or he could be the man or work for the man. Could be an MTA officer. Taking a Pelham 123. Operator. but uh, Officer. Operator. Yeah. (laughs) Denzel's great. I knew I was going to mess it up somehow. We actually actually have a fun movie we're going to get to. uh, Speaking of which, we'll save that for the pitch. Stay tuned to the end of the episode, guys. You'll find out what movie we're covering next week. I can't wait to see what it is. Rule number four, (laughs) the movie contains a minimum of one explosion. Uh, there's no explosions. Yeah, it's tough to find them in sports movies. It's tough to find them in real life situations. <laughs> yeah, it seems it seems a little crazy. Uh, so so yeah, guys, this is Action Movie Anatomy. A big shout out to brand new Patreon members Danielle Joyce and Justin Wright. And I didn't get to do this last week because uh, we were so wrapped up in the episode. But Brian Chandler. Uh, is a general in the action army. Yeah, yeah, we 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 were very wrapped up last week. So Brienne is is now a general, and she has she seems like she wants to use her general powers to affect her entrance in the schmodown. We'll see. But I wanted to give a special second shout out to Brienne Chandler as well as Danielle Joyce and Justin Wright. Yeah. All of you, welcome to the army, and we salute you. And Brandon Hanna, just because uh, he was a, a guy we shouted out last week, didn't get him the credit. He's been doing amazing reactions to all the Schmodown videos, and he likes to to uh, front load them with impersonations of, of Ben. Yeah, he's a really good cosplayer. It's it's great. He gets all decked out. He dresses up as da- uh, Dan. He dresses up as Ben. He does a whole little scene. I never knew I could be so happy until I saw somebody cosplay as me cosplaying Dan, Dan Merle. Merle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was very good. It was very very good. It was so very good. So. We, uh, all of you guys we salute you guys uh coming up today on the show we are going to be talking about michael b jordan overly sieged underly sieged properly sieged we're gonna be doing thesis statement fist pump moment favorite line all your favorite things but before we get into any of those things where can the folks find you drew uh guys you can find me online everywhere you can just find me at andrew guy you guys can find me at ben bateman media uh twitter and instagram wait that andrew guy andrew guy just type in andrew guy (laughs) but what about your instagram yeah that andrew guy yeah that andrew guy (laughs) That Andrew guy? That Andrew uh, guy. And then today, hey. since we are doing a pre-taping, we do not have Marissa up in the booth. We got we got Anthony up in the booth. What's up, brother? How you doing? Hey, it's good. Thanks for uh, having me and uh, mentioning me on the show. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course, Of course, man. man. Where, can the, uh, where can the people find you if they want to follow along with what you're doing? All right, Anya. You can find me everywhere at Tony B, just the letter B, Tony underscore. 
And I have my horror movie news show every uh, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time here on the Popcorn Talk Network as well. Are you a big horror movie guy? I didn't know that about you. <clears throat> yeah, I'm a huge horror movie buff. Yeah. Oh, what's awesome. uh, what's uh, your favorite horror movie you've seen in the last like year or two? Oh, dude, Hereditary by far. Really? Hereditary. It's, so good. it's oh. like like the best movie I've seen in the past like 10 years or in my life, really. I've really, it's really that, good. So I, it's one yeah. of those. Uh, I love horror movies, but I don't like to go to them by myself. <laughs> I was say, you I'm scared. True, you're scared yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I have to check that. That out, man. I've, yeah. been, I've been excited about that. Excellent. Well, yeah, I was out of town for the premiere of that one, so I didn't get to see Hereditary yet, but I will I will watch it soon. Um, all right, we are going to continue into the show. Before we get to thesis statement, I wanted to cue the trailer for Creed. Creed 1. Uh, we may or may not be showing the trailer for 2 later. We may or may <laughs> not. Uh, this is a good trailer. I remember being The first hyped. Creed? Yeah. Really? Well, it starts off with him just being yoked in this room, which is also how the movie starts. He's super jacked. Yeah. And by the end, he actually gets pretty he gets pretty lean by the end end, but like when he's like in training mode with Rock. Yeah, he I mean, dude, look at him. He's, he's so shredded. Super jacked. I I I listened to an interview with him at one point. I think it was on Simmons and he's like talking about the the shape he got into and how like I think he like collapsed around the time towards the end of filming because he was it was he just had nothing in his body. Yeah, and Stallone was like that happened to me on like almost every Rocky movie. Like your body just after 3 or 4 months of it eventually just shuts down because you're just like essentially working out every day with no fuel. Your daddy died in the ring. When you're filming the fighting scenes, so you're like having to like jump around and like punch and hit and like, Yeah, and you got to do that shit over. It's not like you one take of those fighting scenes and to stay that kind of shredded Kugler does such a good job of making his leads just be badasses. I agree. This is like a really, really, really good job of like, I, I like how would I even like describe it? Like it, it feels like he does like such a good job of like the sort of like modernizing of like hip hop and like culture in mm-hmm. a way that like doesn't feel gimmicky. Yeah, it doesn't feels feel like, like super authentic. Yeah. Even like in Black Panther, which is the hardest place to do it. Mm-hmm. It feels like so cool that movie. Yeah, the way that he injects culture and music and and just like, I mean, honestly, being black, that's a lot about what Kugler does and why he focuses on the stories he does and like why he got into his career was to like focus on black culture. Yeah. And he he does an incredible job of it. Yeah, it's very, it's very effective. All the way down to just the relationship between the two of them and the way it, yeah. it unfolds, you know. Yeah, such a sweet it's scene. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. You gotta wonder what it's like on a set like that. You gotta just know you're making something sick. Yeah. You know? Like, just gotta feel it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking great. Ah, it's so good. I want to watch it again. I just, yeah, I just finished it the seconds before we went on air. Um, I loved it. I just loved it so much the second time. I, like, was so hyped on it this time through. I, I loved it the first time, too. Mm-hmm. But it didn't, like... Like, I wasn't compelled to watch it a second time when I watched it the first time. I was like, oh, that was, like, really good. I liked yeah. everything about it. Whereas, like, this time through, I was like, man, that movie is just, like, great. There's so, I mean, it, it's again, like, when this movie came out, it was super hyped, and um, it did a very good job. 
excuse me, it did a very good job, and I think it lived up to most people's expectations, but it's always hard to exceed when your expectations are that high, just like how I felt with Black Panther this year. I thought Black Panther was amazing. Yeah. It, it, it did all the things I wanted it to. However, Infinity War actually exceeded my already through the roof expectations. Yeah. You know? And I feel like with Creed, it didn't do it the first time. However, going back and revisiting it and watching it this week, it's just, it's amazing. I feel like we both really loved Infinity War. I really did. Yeah, I, I really did. I want to see it again when it comes out. Yeah, so, uh, hop, or, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, yeah, so hopping into our next segment on the show, this is Thesis Statement, guys. This is your boldest, biggest thought about the film, something that you believe to be the, you know, the biggest, most important thing about this movie. The biggest this, the greatest this, the first, the last, the only, uh, never, you know, my favorite scene is this or yeah. something. It should always kind of be the, this is the thing you'd want to talk about at a party if this movie came up. And uh, I just was thinking about this, and, you know, again, it's a bold statement. It's your thesis statement. So I'm just going to say this. Maybe I'm wrong, but Rocky Balboa is the greatest returning movie character of all time. Wow. That's interesting. And when I say returning, I almost want to qualify it with, like, more than 30 years. Right, like, so you're talking like the Harrison Ford, Han Solo. You're like talking same actor reprising a role like decades later. Like, and I, maybe I should say that in you know the greatest returning movie character over thirty years. Because so so again, we've got Han Solo, we got Fast Eddie, yeah, who I, you know is one yeah, of my I know you favorites. love. You got Rocky. Um, I mean, who who else? I mean, you like, have other great. You, know, you have like, like like Luke came back and Leia came back. Right, like, right. Luke was great, obviously. You know, you go back to franchises that started in the seventies and and like even the eighties. Terminator. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, I mean, Schwarzenegger is like super great, but like he, you know, he wasn't effective anymore when he got older. He stopped being entertaining. Like he's awful in Genesis. I mean, he gets nominated for this, and he gets nominated for the original Rocky. Yeah, you know, he's like so absurdly likable in this movie. He's so much fun to watch. Everything about him, he brings the Rocky sensibilities to the table in a way in this role that are like, like honestly, watching it again, I got to the end of it, and as much as I love Rylance and Bridge of Spies, and as much as I love Hardy and The Revenant, yeah. it's like a travesty that he didn't win for this. It is, because it's also, it's so interesting to watch, and, and you'll see it, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it in like your mother and your father, as, as people get older, they kind of slow down a little bit. It's not that they are slowed down. It's that they slow down. Yeah. Like, intentionally. And you watch, you know, we had the pleasure of covering Rocky last week and Creed this week. And it is amazing to watch Stallone in his skin in Creed. He is so comfortable and just, he le- he lives in every moment. He lets everything breathe. Like, it's an incredible performance. It's amazing. Masterful. Like, and him and, and some of those scenes that he's in... He has a lot of really impressive ones. The scene when he's uh, at, the, at the cemetery, the scene in the hospital that he finds out that he's been diagnosed, and the scene in the locker room when he goes off on Adonis. Oh, like you're just—it's just, it's just a, yeah. The scene, just I'm, some kid I train with, you know, like damn. That scene when he's in the hospital and he's like, yeah, you, you know, my wife tried that. It didn't turn out so well for her. I, some, you know, and you're just the fear. It's just like you're just watching him. It's just—it's it's seriously heartbreaking. Yeah. He's so good, uh, and also you know in the jail cell that scene because like. You know, Adonis is getting, like, angry, and, like, the, one of the great things about that moment is you can see that look in his face where he's, like, you can read so many things in Stolen's face. You're, like, you can read these. He's looking, and he's, like, wow, like, at one time in my life, I was a tough guy, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't have been intimidated by this guy. And I've seen a lot of tough guys in my life, so I'm not really intimidated by this guy, but this guy could eat me alive. Yeah. He could beat the shit out of me. But he's angry, and he's scared, and I understand him. 
and he's like, and I'm embarrassed for what I did, and I'm, you know, but I want this kid to be okay. You can see all this in his face. Yeah, he doesn't want to say anything because it's not totally appropriate. Um, they also like talk about making a movie character, and not talking about Rock anymore, but talking about Apollo. Talking about taking a character who was kind of a little bit one note and campy in his day, yeah, and building so much complexity, a into legacy the around him, yeah, they immortalize him. him, yeah. I mean, just and how easy it was for Coogler to just be like, well, we'll just give him an illegitimate kid, we'll make the storyline, you know, and that's actually leads perfectly into my thesis, which is that making the decision to continue the Rocky legacy by piggybacking on Apollo Creed's family yeah. was the greatest decision you could have ever made in trying to revitalize this franchise. Yeah. Any Rocky movie about his kid or his daughter or whatever, it would have just been dog shit. Yeah. It would have all been horrible. But taking this aspect, taking what you said of, of this character, who is pretty one note, you really don't know a lot about Creed. You know he's married. You know that he yeah. uh, is a fighter. You know that he's the best ever. He, you know he lost to Rocky and, and dies to to Dolph that's really all you know about him yeah he's not in I mean he's in three because he trains him he's in three and you learn more about him he teaches him how to train like how you really got to train to be a champ you know yeah. basically how you got to train like a black dude if you want to beat a black dude he's like yeah. you, you go to the this this gym you train this way you got to be faster on your feet like yeah right he's a really big staple in three but I just I was going back and watching it and I was just kind of blown away by how simple and how genius it was to just go no we go Creed we go the Creed route, and we just make a fun... I want more. It I want two. So I well. want three. I want four, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. It's it's amazing. I, like, again, just so so much about this movie. So I, th- I think that's a great thesis statement. Um, we're going to get into the next part of our show, guys, and this is Fist Pump oh. Moments. Uh, something happens in the movie. You look around. You're like, are you seeing this right now? This is so fucking sweet. I get to watch the rest of this movie. Yes. Uh, it's it's an exciting moment. Yeah, <laughs> or or it's just a moment where you you silently just get chills and Something. you don't know why. Could be anything. Yeah, yeah, it could be anything. <clears throat> and and is one thing we know for sure is that Rocky movies, uh, there are tons of them. Yeah, I mean, like it's I said it last week in my fist pump. Then it, that it is the architecture of the sports genre comes from Rocky One. So their ability to take Creed, look at that formula, and take all of the best parts of it and mm-hmm. reuse them. You know, that's what they have to do to make this movie work. They have to. And, like, the choices, like, for me, I'll share my first fist pump moment, and it's after he's collapsed in the ring, and he's gotten up, and Rocky has said to him, I'm not, you know, he's, don't stop this fight. And he's like, I never got a chance to thank Apollo for taking care of me, um, you know, after I lost Mickey or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, but, you know, I want to thank you now for everything you've done for me. And, he's, and, you know, he's like, but I'm going to fight, but you got to fight. Yeah. You got to go we out gotta, there. Yeah. And he gives him that speech and he just gets up and then the Rocky music kicks yes. in and they've saved it for you. They didn't give it to you when yeah, he's training. You, you, <sighs> they give it to you right then. And it was just like, yes. Oh, God, I was excited. I was really excited. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, it's amazing how emotional this movie is Yeah, uh, because almost all the fist pumps come with tears. And and, yeah. and, and my biggest fist pump. And I remember in the theater, I kind of like looked around and I was like, do you feel that? Yeah. And it's when Rock shows up to the fight and he brings him the shorts. Yes. And you know, you know, even from the moment he's like, I got something for you. I think it's going to help you with the fight. You're like, is it a cigar for after he wins? Yeah. (laughs) In your mind, you're like, it's the trunks. It's got to be the Creed red, white and blue flashy, big trunks. And he pulls it and he does. He gets the trunks out and then you see Johnson. Yeah. And you turn it and you see Creed. Yeah. 
and you just are like, and it's here right. we go. Pretty Ricky's going down. Doesn't it say uh, make your own legacy, Ma? It's from his mom. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's great too because like his relationship to his mom in this movie is great. And that moment when he gets it, and it's from her, and you're just like, you're yeah. just so excited. I don't know, man. It's crazy. Like this, this movie. You know, Warrior is one of my favorite movies of all time. But a lot of my favorite moments from Warrior are like very similar to my favorite moments in this. Movie. Exactly. They yeah. they are. They're very similar. And that's we talked about it last week. It's like figuring out that exact color or cookie cutter outline of making a great sports movie, but still making those cliches hit tenfold is, yeah. is still very hard to do. Uh, so yeah, those are also just when he knocks down Conlon. It's such a great moment. Massive fist pump. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of just phenomenal ones, but, uh, but yeah, man, he's, uh, he's jacked out of his mind in this movie. Oh dude. Even, yeah. Just the beginning (laughs) when you see him getting ready in that, like he's like traps. (laughs) I do not want to fight that man. Yeah. He trained, he trained pretty hard for this movie. I heard. Uh, so speaking of Michael B. Jordan, this is an interesting time. So we're hopping into what you want? Yeah, career profiles. Yeah, career profiles here. So we got Michael B. Jordan coming up here first on the screen, and um, this is interesting. So this is kind of like the lighting of the uh, the rocket ship, you know. So he's he did, or go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, we mentioned this last week on the show, and you kind of compared the meteoric rise of Stallone to what Michael B. is going through right now. And I think the obvious difference there is that Michael B. Jordan has been acting in important like well-received content now since he played wallace on the wire which was like 10 years ago or something longer i think like that was like 2004 or something 2003 like youngin yeah he's he's probably he must be close to 30 now so he must have been around 15 16 back then and you know and then he was vince in friday night lights which is a big role he was great in that um and he you know he was in a bunch of stuff i think he was in parenthood for a few years Hmm. um but he starts to be in movies and it's right around here, like right around this part in his career that you start to see him in roles. Like Fruitvale was well-received. Like that was a movie that yeah. people liked, you know, well-acted. That awkward moment, like a bro comedy, you know. Isn't he in um, Chronicle? Yeah, he is. He's in Chronicle for oh, sure. Oh, is that that sci-fi? With Al Trussell and Dane yeah, DeHaan. Yeah, yeah, And then Fantastic Four in 2015 is kind of that movie where you're like, this should be the moment. This should yeah, be the moment. this should be your moment because, you know, you've got... Also, just the, the the thing of having a, a black dude play um, Johnny Storm. Johnny Storm was like a huge thing. It was huge. I don't know if you remember when the movie came out. It was like people were up in arms about it, uh, and it had an amazing cast. It had Miles Miles Teller, yeah. Michael B. Jordan, uh, Kate Mara, Kate Mara, and uh, who's the uh, thing? Jamie Bell, maybe. Yeah. So either way, it was like three people who looked like they were about to be A listers. They really put Jamie Bell and, Mike, and Miles Teller in the same movie. That seems. I don't know. I think it is. I think Jamie Bell plays the thing. Wait, why wouldn't they be? Is there like some drama I don't know about? No, they're both just like fair-skinned white guys. Oh, gotcha. But gotcha. I guess Miles Teller, as much as he looks like just kind of a fair-skinned white guy, he's like established himself as like kind of a cocky fuck. Yeah, I've heard that about Which him Which is really a lot. funny that it's, he's managed to like, he's not a particularly handsome guy in my right. opinion, but he's kind of managed to like take on... Yeah, it is Jamie Bell. Yeah, he's managed to like take on just like a fuck you attitude. I've heard that he's not a very pleasant person to be around. No, I've heard the same. Yeah. You, you saw that he's playing... Um, goose's son right yeah talking to yeah which is kind of sweet, <laughs> so sweet. Um, um but yeah so that movie was a one of the notorious all-time flops yeah one of the biggest flops of all time never seen it some me neither somehow yeah. managed to be worse than both of the tim story which just seems crazy that that is even possible because those movies are atrocious awful yeah, yeah. just absolutely terrible um, um so then this movie happens and seemingly manages to take just, all the bad omens that came from fantastic four 
and just throw them out the window. You've forgotten everything about him or everything about anything he used to do in his past other than Fruitvale. And you just take it and put him in like the golden limelight, which is funny, too, because then he left L.A. for like two years to go film like three movies. Hmm. Uh, and they just started coming out. Black Panther was the first. Creed 2 is the second. There's another one coming out. So crazy. Um, he like just they you know he had his moment and they were like yeah let's just book you to these massive things yeah because that's true you really haven't seen much of him over the last few years since Creed I don't think yeah. he's had a movie come out yeah so well I mean before Black Panther wow so he was gone was three for, years he was two oh, well three. I mean I just mean of like since the oh, movie shit. of his came out yeah yeah, yeah. he was I pro- we're probably missing one hey Anthony can you look up um, the last three years of, I actually have his pulled up right here oh, man. Ne- ne- never mind we got it right okay yeah, I was gonna right say right I'm on it already. <laughs> Um, Are we forgetting like a movie? Creed, Creed Two, Fantastic Four, Fruitvale, Fahrenheit Four Fifty. Nope, that's that not out yet. Just came out yeah. on Netflix. No, I, I don't think so, man. Oh, that awkward. Nope, that that's was before. before this. Yeah, yeah so he left. It. He left for a few years, and he, he's now he's just he's having in Space Jam, the original Space Jam. No way. Goddamn kid's been around forever. Ninety five. That's what it says. What is, oh, is he is he one of Michael Jordan's sons? He probably is. He probably is. Wow, child actors. Child actors, hardball. Oh, maybe I'm... No? No, that's so weird. It said it, but now it's not here anymore. Kid, um, got, kid got a jump on you, Drew. He's an action Zeus in the womb. God damn it! <laughs> I can't do anything right! Okay, uh, if they recast Creed and, and maybe Creed 3, you wait, can play him this time. Could it have been a movie called Just Mercy? It says it's in pre-production set for 2020. Yeah, no, that, that yeah, so that's it. Yeah, so like yeah, you said, no, Just yeah. Mercy is the next thing announced, but other than that, he has not done anything since this film. Yeah, so that was his that was his big thing. So he's sort of having his Creed was the kickoff, and it's funny that he didn't do anything right after, but now he's having his moment. Um, so that is Michael B. Jordan. Now on the other side of things, you've got Sly, Mr. Sylvester Stallone, one of the all-time movie stars, and a guy who yeah. now is back on top because it started with the Expendables franchise, it culminated in this, and now he's expanded as part of the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise. So Oh yeah, that is. Inj- I totally forgot. He's just like huge again, which is great because, like, honestly, it was really sad to see his fall from grace in the '90s because of just picking bad movies and just not. I mean, just picking bad movies. Seems like his fall, his true fall from grace was like mid '90s to about <clears throat> like oh five oh six. He had about ten soft years because, like, when you say fall from grace in the '90s, like I know Kevin suggested that last week. Like, first of all, Demo- yeah, I mean, there's still movies that he cliffhanger. Yeah. Demolition Man. Daylight was a movie that made money. People saw it like he did movies and in, then the, in 90s. the 2000s. People like Copland a lot. Oh, and, Copland's you know. in the 90s. That's 97. Oh, that's 97. Yeah, it's yeah. really like that's there. It's like 97. It's like the end of the 90s into the mid early to mid 2000s when he does like, like I said, <clears> Get Carter and Driven and like those movies. He's yeah. like, yeah, Driven. That's a bummer. I like Grudge I match. See, uh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> it's a favorite of mine. Yeah. So, but uh, that's right. The first film we're talking here is Grudge Match. Yeah, that actually is. So he does Grudge <laughs> Match in 2013, The Expendables three in 2014, and Reach Me in 2014. We're never going to do an Expendables movie on the show, are we? Maybe the first one one day. I mean, we've said never say <clears throat> never. So yeah, we've definitely done that many times. Is that yeah. t- is that timer for us? We- yeah, unfortunately. Oh, we must have started. We started a little late, so yeah. I think we'll, we'll, if if possible, we'll go a bit past that. I hope, but uh, just I guess just yeah. give us give us a note note on the screen there as far as uh, 
how how over we can go because I think the show would be like thirty minutes if we keep it that. But uh, so uh, let's hop in the next here. Then before we do Michael B. Jordan's over under proper, do we yeah. want to watch the Creed two trailer? Yeah, I think that seems good. Yeah, uh, Anthony, can we queue up the uh, Creed two trailer, please, my friend? It's such a sweet trailer. It's a good one. What are you doing with this? I'm not sure. There's a place called the Fat Dog. Deviled eggs. <laughs> Great deviled eggs and good happy hour. Yummy. In the ring, you got rules. Outside, you got nothing. Life hits you with all these cheap shots. Oh man, is Stallone like gonna you? die soon? I hope in one not, of these, man. not. Not in real life. I mean, in one of these movies. I mean, eventually, probably. You got everything to lose. This guy's got nothing to lose. I ain't got a choice. That's the same thing your father said, and he died right here in my hands. Okay. Me, this guy. Okay, we'll we'll do our best. Answers. Got it. You don't think I can beat him? Did you know it was gonna be Drago? I was afraid. Uh, in the new movie? Yeah, yeah, I'd seen the casting. Oh, you did? Yeah. You don't think you got your validation? I got loyalty, got loyalty inside my DNA. I got loyalty, got war and peace inside my DNA. I got power, poison, pain, and joy inside my DNA. I want to rewrite history. Don't pretend this is about your father. I was born like this, was born like this. Eventually, conception, I transformed like this. Performed like this, was shells you a new weapon. I know how to play, I meditate, then off your, off your bed. This that put the kids to bed. This that I can't do like a Tesla Thompson over at her proper, honestly. I thought about it. It doesn't seem like it now, but this is more than just a fight. She's having a huge moment. Yeah, she's excellent, too. Big fan of hers, yeah. Yeah, she's great in uh, Drago. Oh, so sick when you see the Drago. Like, you who would have... So you didn't know. I didn't know. Oh, I was like, uh, just, of course. Yeah, of course. How could yeah. it be... Oh my god! Like I, I'm so hyped just thinking yeah. about it because Rocky Four <laughs> was such a big deal for me. Like, who would have ever thought when Rocky Four came out that this is what was going to happen 30 years later? It's sweet too that uh, I interviewed Dolph. I told this story before on here. I think a few years ago it was one of my first interviews I had done uh, for whatever that movie was, the Skin Trade. Yeah, and he was great, and you know he looked pretty this. good. He was in pretty good shape. And then obviously I got to hang out with Sly a little bit and, and and hear some stories from him. And like so now. Like I think they're both going to be in it. I'm assuming. I'm assuming, right? Dolph's in this. Oh, that's Isn't crazy. He? I haven't looked at anything about it. I think Dolph's got to be showing back up. So God. it's going to be sweet to like watch the movie and be like, man, the dream. They're here, both yeah. in a movie like, together again. You know they're going to see each other again and like interact. Then ah. Oh! That's my fist pump moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So we're gonna keep moving through here, but before we oh wait, do, we didn't do we didn't do the we didn't even do the game over under proper. Oh yeah, we forgot to. We forgot to. Oh yeah, I'm okay. so excited. Um, yeah. Do you want to hop in first? Or you want me to? On Michael B, I I think probably I'm gonna I'll jump in first here, and I'm actually gonna say that Michael B. Jordan is underrated. Really? Yeah. And what I, I think what I mean by that is um, I think that he's having a moment, but I think that that moment is a little bit wrapped up in the idea that he was just like a great villain in a Marvel movie, hmm. and I think people are underestimating the fact that this guy's like a powerhouse actor who's like thirty. He's like. Yeah. He's, like, having his moment, but, like, the sky is limitless. Yeah, like, he's having his moment right now, but to people that 
are fans of his yeah. like ours it feels like he's literally just starting to to launch to be in the in the position he's in with the kind of franchises he's a part of and like he's not gonna have to be a returning marvel character he's dead so like yeah he's just did that now he's just gonna move on to other things yeah, he's just a sweet villain dude he's like if he keeps it together he's also like the nicest dude in the world from what i understand yeah i've heard that about him it just seems like the sky is the limit for this kid like he's and i think he's so talented honestly watching this movie again i was like whoa yeah you're like holding your own with sly you're in sly's world not like in a random movie with michael b jordan sylvester stallone this is rocky he like dude as like all of the pain and everything like the writing was brilliant in this movie too but i mean honestly everything he brought to that character all the pain and anger at Apollo, I love when he's shadow boxing in front of the projector at the beginning in the yeah. watching that match. It's just, it's just yeah. awesome. Yeah, he's just great. So I think he's underrated. You know what? I, I'm sold. You yeah. you won me over. I was gonna say he's properly rated just because he feels like how could you not because of the position he's in. Everything he's doing right. But now. then you think about it and and learning on our show that he hasn't done anything since this movie. Yeah. And Black Panther, it's like he he is underrated, and he's gonna he's gonna win an Oscar, and he's gonna be he's gonna be the next Denzel. I'm yeah. saying it right now for sure. And I think probably it'll, it'll take him a few years on the Oscar because not yeah. many people get to be Jennifer Lawrence and like have those roles or happen Larson. when you're like 26. Yeah. But like you know, he'll with men it often happens when you're like more like mid 30s. Yeah, mid 30s, like 40. Years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so getting into production development, I'm gonna try to breeze through this pretty quickly since we're on a short uh, amount of time here. So I'm gonna talk about Aaron Covington and Ryan Coogler really quickly. Ryan Coogler is the director of this film. Um, his very first directorial debut or his first film was Fruitvale Station with uh, Michael B, which got tons of critical acclaim. Um, he actually graduated from USC's School of Cinema, and he he won a few awards there. Um, one of which was like the Jack Nicholson directing award and blah, blah, blah. So he's always kind of been a bit of a stud. Yeah, he directed like four films, one of which was Scream Tribeca, won, won an award there, uh, as I said, the Jack Nicholson award. Um, that's where he ran into Aaron Covington, his buddy, who um, they're just good friends. Honestly, they're they're just good friends. And it's almost like I'm sure Covington was probably just hanging out with him and they were just kind of wrote this together because Coogler is the basically the sole credit because you go and look at Aaron Covington's career and he's he graduated at the same time as um <clears throat> as Coogler they became good friends and the three of them worked in tandem to get this greenlit with MGM uh the only other thing that Covington's written is actually the uh my career story mode of NBA 2K17 huh which Michael B Jordan voice acted in <laughs> which is so funny uh but yeah so for those guys that's really about it i mean Coogler now is He's got to be one of the most hot topic directors in Hollywood. Yeah, Black he's about as hot as, as it gets right now. Yeah. He's just going to keep doing huge stuff. So, I mean, he's he's having a huge career. Some of the interviews I've seen, I've never, I've never actually gotten an interview myself, but some of the ones I've seen uh, have been pretty awesome. He seems like a very cool guy, very down to earth. Um, yeah, so I think... Uh, yeah, I think that's that's what we have to say about him. Yeah, and we can skip. I mean, um, the the producers is like the only interesting thing is Winkler and Chartoff for the guys that basically produced all Rocky films. Yeah, uh, this is the last film that they collaborated on because Chartoff actually passed away in 2015. 2015 right, um, and then yeah, Stallone also helped produce this. Obviously, yep. You know, so yeah, I mean that's. Uh, I mean, I think the most significant names. I think the producers in this film are a little less significant to talk about, just because it's sort of. It's you have like, to have Stallone to get the ball moving. If you don't have Stallone to get the ball moving, and it's not going to get made. Yeah, and then other than Winkler, Stallone and Chartoff is just like a bunch of Winkler's uh, family members. So um, <clears throat> box office critical moving in. This is a Warner Bros. New Line production. It only costs $35 million to make, which is not a lot of money these days. You know, you think about it. For a sports movie, it's like a reasonable budget. But yeah, yeah I mean, you could make this more expensive if you wanted. 
Uh, it was also released in November, uh, but of 2015 instead of 76. Uh, $109 million domestic and 63 worldwide for a grand total of $173 million. Made less money than the original Rocky film, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, I imagine probably it costs 35 and probably at least another 15 to promote. But, I mean, making 173 is really solid. You know? Yeah, it's not bad. It opened uh, number three at $29 million behind... Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2 in its second week at $52 million, and Disney's biggest flop, The Good Dinosaur, at $39 million its opening weekend. I don't know a person ever that has seen The Good Dinosaur. Nope, haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. But uh, inside Scoop, guys, I've got a, a match coming up, right? I can say that. Yeah, I've got a match coming up with John Roca. Yes. Uh, and I... He is the good dinosaur. <laughs> End of story. Uh, I'm going to watch the good dinosaur in preparation for that match. Curveball! Curveball! <laughs> it's going to be horrible. Uh, IMDb gives us a 7.6, which is, honestly, I'm, I'm, it actually feels almost a little low for low. me. Yeah, well, I mean, and, I mean, I think the Rotten Tomato scores here of 95, 9, and 89 Yeah, a little more like what I would expect. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it feels... Uh, is this the best Rocky film, or is Rocky the best Rocky film? Rocky is the best Rocky film. Yeah. You can't even touch it with a 10-foot pole because nothing about this movie could ever exist without Rocky 1, right. and Rocky 1 right. still so good. Um, you know, so many of the things that we look at as cliches, so much of the impact of this movie comes from Rocky. Um, you know, it's interesting, Kevin said this last week, but uh, he's a friend of Stallone's, and so Sly was telling him that, and, and again, just repeating ourselves, that he wished he hadn't killed... Uh, he wished he hadn't uh, killed yeah. Weathers in the franchise. He wished he had put him in a wheelchair or something because he's been. It's been such a bummer as they've made these newer movies to not to have him around. Not have him around, and I have to agree, it's such a bummer because I love Weathers as Apollo Creed so much. Do you think this movie would be worse if he was alive, though? I think this movie succeeds because he's not around. He's yeah, I don't yeah. know if you would get this movie. I mean, right. I don't, I don't know. And so maybe that's, you know, it's a double-edged sword there. So. Yeah, that's crazy to think about. Yeah, so let's get into our next bit of the show. This is going to be favorite line. Uh, yeah. There's some sweet ones in this movie. Yeah, I mean, you know what mine is. Yeah. I've said it many times, and it's... it's uh, Stallone wants him to throw the towel. You should have done it for your dad. I didn't do it for he's like, I also love that he's telling him to throw the towel. But he's still tapping on his head with the yeah, number of fingers. Yeah, I, I love that's also a quick fist pump too. Yeah, because it's like he's this, he's his dude. He gets it. Their relationship is so wonderful in this movie. I know. I love I love that he calls him Anka Bunch before he even wants him to. Yeah, it's, it's just great. And the line he's like, "Because I gotta prove it." Yeah, so you finally you kind of you kind of want to why, know why someone ticks. Yeah, you know, he's and, got so much anger. You're like, "What yeah, is it about? What is it, man?" And he says, "I gotta prove it." He's like, prove what? Yeah. And he's like kind of annoyed with him. He's yeah. Like, it's like, then I'm not a mistake. And the movie just stops. Stops, yeah. The world stops in that moment in the film, and I'm getting choked up and uh, goosebumps even just talking about it. Well, and then, and then it responds right back where, like, I love that Rock then immediately looks at him. And Rock has that moment where he looks at him where he's just like, I can't even feel anything for this kid other than, like, I have about eight seconds right now to tell this kid how much he means to me, how important he is. Yeah. And that's why, you know, he's like, I didn't get to ever thank your father for taking care of me, for helping. I never got to thank them, but I'm going to thank you now for everything you've meant to me. For the, You know, and, like, I'm going to fight. Like, as I already said this part, yeah. but, like, it's just that scene is electric, and it's everything you want it to be. It's what you need in a good sports movie. Yep. And that line is is fantastic. It's the speech in the corner, man. It's the why are we here, Brendan? Yep. It is. Yeah. So my favorite line, you know, I've got a lot, but I, I really do think that my favorite line is probably at the end there when uh, it was Max Kellerman. Is that who that guy yeah. is? 
is interviewing him and he asks Rocky the question, you know, what's it like to have a Creed call you family? And he says that the, the nice line, yeah, you're then, very lucky. And then he says to Creed, you know, I know you never met your father. What would you say to him if he was here? And it's the moment where you get, you know, it's like, it's the, it's the moment. It's like, is he going to let him off the hook? What's he going to say? How do you feel like that's such a good question in real life. That yeah. never happens that you really get those kind of authentic moments. But in real life, if this is a real boxing m- match, how does that play out? And just, he takes that second He's like that. I know he didn't leave me on purpose. That I'm proud of. That I love him, and I'm proud to be a Creed. Yeah, and you see it. You finally see it. His shoulders drop for yeah. a second. Yeah, for the first time in the whole movie. Yeah, that I'm proud to be a Creed is like such a sweet. They, also, like the mythical quality of Creed in this movie is one of the great successes of it. Like I love when uh, you know the the guy with the dogs from Dark Knight is like um, he's got Creed blood. Oh yeah, he yeah, just yeah. says it like like it's a real thing that because he has the same blood, he's dangerous. Yeah, like just that idea. Yeah, I mean, even when him and <clears throat> Stallone are talking, I love it because it's before Stallone knows who he is. He's like, yeah, yeah, Paul. I mean, he's greatest fighter to ever lived, best you know, perfect, yeah, perfect, perfect fighter. fighter. Yeah, yeah, and you're just like, ah, he, yeah. everything about Apollo is so hyped up. Yeah, man. Oh, I want to go watch it again right now. It makes me miss. It makes me miss Weathers so much. Yeah, because you know he could still bring it. Yeah. You know he could bring it's, Old Man Creed. the fucking best. Uh, just, they make Rocky. Now they're, now they're going to make Rocky, Rocky six, seven, <laughs> right. seven, and uh, you're going to get, you're going to get to see Apollo and Sly. Um, all right, guys. So we only have just a few minutes left of the show today. Unfortunately, yep. uh, the nature of uh, you know pre-tapes sometimes studios get a little wrapped up. So I don't think we really have to answer the question of is this movie? No, I mean this movie seems completely, totally legitimate. Totally legitimate. Yeah, right? there's there's no question there. Um, so coming up next week on the show, we've just got one section left to talk about, and that's going to be called the pitch. Wow. Uh, what? Yeah. What is it? I think, unless I'm mistaken, we get to do Equalizer 2. Is it that soon? I was hoping that's what it... it... opens on the 20th. This is going to air when I'm at Comic-Con, or just the week... Yeah, when I'm at Comic-Con, this is going to air. That's going to be the 18th. Yeah. comes out that weekend. So, yeah, maybe the next time you guys will see us, you guys will get uh, Rocky, you guys will get Creed, and then we get to do Equalizer 2. Which, from what I understand, is awful. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say it looks awesome. Of course it is. Yeah, it's probably horrible, but that's it doesn't matter how bad it is. It's that's a Denzel a, movie. That's a must. Yeah, we have to do that movie on this show. It, it just doesn't matter. So you guys, that's what you guys are gonna get from us is gonna be Equalizer two. Yeah, use uh, your movie pass. You know, yeah, use your movie pass. <laughs> Big congratulations to uh, Dastardly Drew for taking on uh, Dangerous Dan Merle. So a, this is a big shout out actually to give. Um, we have a Patreon, yep. patreon.com slash teamaction. We film additional content every week. Um, and what we do with that additional content is we, we go film something off-site, something of our own completely. Yeah, it's and, just us in a big uh, poster or mural of Nick Cage. Yeah, it's awesome. So what you guys can watch from last week uh, that's up now is an interview with Dastardly Drew Guy behind the curtain under the sunglasses about the whole experience, how it all played out, what he was saying behind the scenes, Everything. Yeah. That's up now. Uh, you guys, go to, go to Buck, teamaction.com, or patreon.com slash teamaction. You can get that whole interview. We've also got additional stuff coming up and a similar behind-the-scenes match of mine with Mance, getting the wheel slice, all that stuff. Uh, so go yeah. check that out. Those That's, are all up right now. Patreon.com slash teamaction. Dollar a month. That's all yeah. you need to do. So all of you in the Patreon, we, we appreciate all the support, guys. As always, we salute you. And, uh, yeah, thanks for watching the episode today. Did we forget anything huge? No, I think that's everything. It's going to wrap us up. All right, guys, we'll see you same time, same place next week. Thanks, Anthony. Bye. See you guys. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, 
We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.